0: Hello everyone, welcome back to Cranked and Ranked. I say welcome back because this is the second part of a two-parter, but... I don't know why I don't know why I expect people to li- to listen to or watch things in order, like you know. I think it's because like that's how my brain works, and so I go well. I can't possibly listen to part two if I haven't heard part one. But I'm, I'm I know not everybody has the same hangups that I have. Um, so welcome <laughs> to Cranked and Ranked, the uh, podcast and YouTube show where me and uh, my friend Eddie over here we uh, rank. Rock, Sup, metal, dude. yeah, other kinds of music discographies, but uh, this these two episodes have been very metal, and um, yes. and honestly, uh, I'm surprised because uh, we we were ta- we were chatting about this early on. Um, the the YouTube video of the the part one of Sepultura surpassed two thousand views in three or four less than four days. Yeah. And, and our most popular video only has a little bit over a thousand views and that's from months and months back months of you know being on YouTube. So, um, I just want to thank everybody that's been watching cause that doesn't sound like a lot, but for us it is. Um, yeah. I know, I know you go, you watch a lot of videos on YouTube and it says, you know, 200,000 and that's, you know, that's, that's why those people are important and we're not. But, um, <laughs> On the podcast side of things, I'm not really, I'm not really sure. We seem to like always have the same uh, amount of people listening, which is, which is fine. Um, And I want to give some quick shout outs because we, in the last episode, I was like, you know, who actually listens to the podcast version of this? And I got a whopping Five responses nice. <laughs> to my email address, um, oldheadpodcast at gmail.com. If you ever just want to you know, drop me a line, I don't care. You know, it's I don't get a lot of emails. I am really bad at responding, though, because I hate texting and writing and typing. I hate it so much because I can't <laughs> ever get my thoughts together. So there are some people that can write a really long, very well stated, well thought out, entertaining email or text message and then and it's great but then i tried to do it and i'm just like i don't know what to fucking say so my responses are always yeah that's cool thanks bye because that's that's just how i am but it, that doesn't mean that uh, accompanied with a bill and ted lick in there yeah <laughs> <laughs> but uh, i wanted to give some shout outs to the people that did respond um you know saying their podcast listeners if i get this first name wrong i apologize um cieran burke it's c-i-a-r-a-n-b-o-u-r-k-e um and then uh then tom thurston tom thurston is an og he's you've been around for a bit um james ellis he says he listens at the gym so i didn't know that we would be good for that kind of thing but that's that's kind of cool because i don't Because when I think of like working out, the times that I've worked out, which is very few, mind you, um, (laughs) I've I've had like music, driving music on hip hop or metal or something that with a with a steady beat. But he he, I guess he gets, you know, some sort of uh, I don't know, of of adrenaline rush from the amount of times I say, (laughs) um. (laughs) I don't know or maybe we should maybe we should we should just narrow cast straight to him like are you working out right now come on you got this man you got it hell yeah
1: one more hell yeah (laughs) (laughs) Um,
0: and anyway that was James Ellis Uh, Duncan Evans also responded saying he was a podcast listener and uh, Nick Gadman Nick Gadman double dipped because he responded to tell me that he was a uh, podcast listener and then again with a really long, very, very thoughtful sort of uh, uh, take on a few of our episodes and, and how they relate to him as a fan. And I like that kind of shit because honestly, mm-hmm. like the the people that I want to be in contact with when it comes to, you know, people who are listeners or viewers or other YouTubers like yourself, Eddie, um, <laughs> I, I, I I always... I always lean towards the ones that present things in a very thoughtful way. Like they're like, they really think about what they're talking about and it's not some knee jerk Mm -hmm. thing or it's not them being dicks or them being elitists or them being, uh, I don't know, trying to be too hip or whatever. Cause there's a lot of that out there. Um, but Nick, (laughs) Nick Gadman's not one of those. He did a very, a very long email talking about a few of our episodes and I'm, you know, they are all great points and I like getting that kind of shit. So feel free. Um, anybody that wants to send anything, or uh, or just put long ass comments in the YouTube video, if that's where you're watching this, we appreciate you guys too. Um, Hell yeah, but we uh, do. yeah, as usual, old head. I'm your host. With me, as always, Eddie Sparks. Hello, sir.
1: A. Hey. That was a really puberty
0: A. <laughs> <laughs> it's that's one of those things that you want to get right. Like the the Fonz never had his voice crack when he did that. He was always. I...
1: F- for me, it's always like it consistently, like it is probably the only consistency in my life that the voice cracks yeah. at the exact moments I don't want it to. I can speak perfectly normal the rest of the time, and then all of a sudden, someone particularly attractive will say something Hey, uh, how are you today? Oh, I'm great, thank you. You know, it's like <laughs> or or
0: or in a or in a you know particularly intimate you know setting where you're just like baby, you want to make love.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, been there. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh.
0: It doesn't really get any better. Like like the, the, it's like my voice still does weird stuff. It just does different weird stuff now. It so it, um,
1: yours yours goes like an octave lower, where it's like. Yeah. So anyway, I was talking. <laughs> mine, mine just has a spaz attack and goes to the shadow realm. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, so yes, if, if, for some reason, if we're getting a whole bunch of viewers of this particular video, cause it is Sepultura part two, thank you for joining us. And, um, on the, on the first one, I, I had some nitpicky things to say about, you know, their albums and, Some of them, I think, are very warranted. But um, we're now doing the the top seven Sepultura albums. And I can safely say that this is nothing but bangers. Like, Mm. all seven of the albums that I'm going to talk about are amazing albums to me. And so putting them in order, especially my first, my bottom three, those were really rough because they're so Mm. close together to me. That I'm just like, okay. So I I I came up with a with a ranking that I'm happy with. But um, at the end of the day, the thing to you know I guess that will will be apparent is that Sepultura um, are one of the best metal bands ever. Yeah. And um, whether whether you prefer the Max Cavalera days or the Derek Green days um green days um (laughs) hey Um, they uh uh you have to you have to admit that even whether whether whatever you take it as even if you're just focusing on those first albums it's still some of the best metal that's ever been done um Mm -hmm. and you got to give them props for continuing and keeping it going and not giving up and um you know i don't know it's just it's 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 inspiring to me even if i haven't been on board with everything they've done um it's uh it's I look at it and go, well, you know what? They they didn't really sacrifice um, quality. It seems like most of the time there's a lot of effort put in in the things that yeah. they do. And you can't say that about a lot of metal bands. There's a lot of metal bands that have been around for years and years and years and will trot out the same old bullshit um, all the time. And uh. everybody just eats it up, except for me. <laughs> um, I eat up some of it, a little bit of it. Um, anyway, yeah. <laughs> um, I, t- I decided to change it up. I always have records behind me. Sorry, podcast listeners. Um, I always have records behind me, and, I, and this time I was like, oh, I have got a couple like cool 12 inches, so I'm going to sh- throw them up there. I have the the mm. uh, uh, Altered State 12-inch that's got uh, Orgasmatron and the re-recording of Troops of Doom on it. Damn. And then this is the Territory 12-inch, yeah. which has Policia and Biotech is Godzilla on it. Whoa! Um, And then of course I had to represent Derek Green with uh, um, the mediator between head and hands must be the heart because it's a great album which I will talk about on this episode.
1: Um, And and I left
0: up Roots because I think Roots needs more love. So fair. I know a lot of people (laughs) love that album, but I think more people should. So let's uh, let's jump right into it. Um, um, We we've we've uh, we're. We have we covered a lot of ground last time. It was literally yeah. like I feel like you know it was like a, a an epic episode. So maybe this one will be the same thing. Um, so um, we're we'll, we're starting off with number seven, working down to number one. And so uh, let's just let's just get this fucking ball rolling, sir. And Eddie Sparks, what is your number seven Sepultura album?
1: Okay, so my number seven Sepultura album is Morbid Visions okay all right and you know there is of course glaring issues with the production of this album however, <laughs> yeah. however there's and and uh, you know pairing the geography of the band in in these early days you know mm-hmm. with you know the fact that they didn't have nearly the budget no and probably also didn't have some of the know-how as well um In terms of like recording guitars, making sure they're tuned. (laughs) Uh, But there is something kind of charming about how they made the heaviest, craziest shit that they could at that time. Yeah. In that kind of climate, because like 1986, heaviest stuff coming out was, you know, maybe something like Slayer, Dark Angel, Possessed. You Know that sort of stuff, but you know, Sepultura comes out and they're like, We want to do all of that, and just comes out of the gates with this fucking thing that just rips your face off, dude. It's like more of a visions opening title track, it's absolute chaos. Mm-hmm. Mayhem is, you know, does what it says, absolute on the mayhem, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, now here's the thing third track, Troops of Doom. I know you and I. have criticized bands for re-recording their material yeah like but that usually applies to like 15 to 20 years down the line when they do a greatest hits album but they re-record all the songs so all the charm is gone yeah however this as you said with the re-recorded version of troops of doom like when i listen to this one it's like all of the tempos in this version of Troops of Doom just feel off. Yeah. And I know they were probably thinking, oh, we need something to vary up the pace a bit after those two nutters. But i got to say, the re-recorded version of Troops of Doom, chef's yeah. kiss. Also, like, also, I don't have a off.
0: problem with the way that they did it because they re-recorded Troops of Doom and it was just put out... I mean, I think it first came out on this, like on this single mm. back here. And then it was tacked on... To schizophrenia, because uh, it was recorded in 1990. So the fact that mm. they, the fact that it wasn't considered an album track, they weren't just re- they, you know. I'm okay with that. In fact, I'm okay yeah. with bonus tracks in general. I just wish I'll get into this a little bit later, more in depth. But I wish that bonus tracks were always separate. Like, because mm. I, because especially when we're doing these rankings, because sometimes you'll be all like, oh, there's this album and it ends on this track, and I'm like, it doesn't end on that track. Keep those fucking things separate, and yeah. so uh, so I just wish that they would do that, like just especially in this day and age, you don't need to tack it onto an album because everybody can access all your shit. So, yeah. um, but anyway, and I, I know a lot of it has to do with them releasing these, you know, expanded edition or whatever, you know, things. <laughs> but I just wish that bonus tracks were were, you know, put on an EP or a single or something like that.
1: But yeah. Fair it's it again though like that version is the masterpiece it deserved to be like when i hear troops of doom this version i think damn dude this really came into its own a few years later but uh yeah and then you know following up with war like people always talk about possessed and death for pioneering death metal in the 80s but like this was some next level shit for 1986. This is heavy. Yeah. And absolutely insane. <laughs> Crucifixion, like 80s Sepultura always struck me as the next logical step from Slayer. And yeah. n- no album shows it off more than this one. Um again, you know, it's a band in its infancy, finding its way. But there again, like I say, there's something so charming about <laughs> the shittiness of this record, but I can't help but love it um i mean it's, me it's, it's, kind of, it's
0: kind of how i feel about the first carcass record sounds like absolute shit but i love the fact that it sounds yeah. that way i don't, i wouldn't do it any other way
1: hmm. yeah it's it definitely it's funny you should mention that because i'm i'm sure there's a riff in here somewhere yeah yeah there's a riff i'll talk about that it talks about something from that carcass album okay. that's funny uh things are coming together here uh show me the wrath uh that's a nasty slow riff that's a fuck yeah from me funeral rites it's a good thing i'm basically a veteran of album listening at this stage in the game because like i say recognize the greatness here but fuck the production is bad Uh, yeah and like this is coming from someone with an 80s bias too but man the emperor of the damned it baffles me that a vocalist can make that sound and still be able to speak. Like, the dude's got an iron larynx, dude. <laughs> like, it's insane that Max has made that sound and has not had to have some major, like, neck amputation or something. I mean, um, he's, but... he's lucky. Some people, I mean, I, I some people's vocals,
0: you know, they take a beating and they don't really, they all of a yeah. sudden, you know... They're on they're on uh tracks doing ee- ee- ee. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Hanging from the rope. The body just switched it there. Ee- ee- ee. <laughs> Still cracking me up, dude. It's
0: fucking great.
1: <laughs> anyway. Um yeah, it's you know, it's great stuff. Uh rough production. If you're into that, yeah, this is the one for you. Like, this is the sort of like I've got a big um Chromium. <laughs> dioxide. That was an odd pause. I've got a big. <laughs> we you know, know it. We know. Yeah. Well, thank thank you. I don't like to brag, uh, but uh, yeah, I got kind of a chromium dioxide vibe off this album. It's just very metal, yeah. metal. You know. Oh, I'm
0: sure he. I'm sure he likes this one. Um, and I and, yeah. he, and it was my dead last album for reasons <laughs> that I explained. I do like it, but I like it because it's the beginnings of Sepultura. I don't really. Like i think like i said if it wasn't a sepultura album i probably wouldn't have listened to it ever again the the interesting <laughs> thing though is that i don't you know i wasn't aware of it at the time because i you know i was young at that point 86 i was eight or something like that um yeah. so not and not listening to metal especially extreme stuff like this but you know there's that thing where a lot of people will say oh it was it was really influential and i'm like did anybody outside of Brazil even hear this album until years later? Because <laughs> I'm pretty sure they didn't have the distribution. And mm. you know, I'm sure there was some underground tape trading and stuff like that, and people hurt some people did hear it, obviously. But there there's a, 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 an alarming amount of people who all claim <laughs> that like, oh, I heard it in eighty six, man, and it changed my life. It was, you know, important to death metal and black metal. I'm like, eh, was it? Cause it, you know that's kind of an after the- fact kind of thing mm. but um but yeah I, I it's it's a fun album you know I'm not I mean if, if, like like I said last time like if if that's the sound that you're wanting then that's fine but as a sepultura album it's not mm. good <laughs> for me <laughs> as, as as an album if that's what you're going to music for then you know God help you I guess but um <laughs> But I'm not uh, I'm not one of them. But you know, but it is it's an important part. Like like we say in a lot of episodes, you know, without the first album, we're not talking about anything. So, mm-hmm. um, are you done with that one? Uh, pretty much. Yeah.
1: Uh, cool. Your number seven. Cool. I'm
0: I'm literally gonna go the complete opposite end of the discography for my number seven, the 2020 Whoa. album Quadra. Sweet. Um, which you know that was God has been. It's been two years since this album came out. That is, man, this pandemic thing is just like, it's wild. Weird. It's the time has become a thing that is, it's almost meaningless now. Like you yeah. know, anything that came
1: out. Time between 20- is a thing of the past. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> I'm fucking, ch- I am taking that. That's my album. That's my album name. Time is
0: a thing of the past. Yeah. As long as there's a picture on the inside of you, like. Like really, really contemplating life (laughs) under a tree (laughs) or something. Yeah. Um, But anyway, so, so yeah, Quadra came out in 2020 and um, it's their 15th album, most recent album. And once again, as a lot of their later albums with Derek Green, it has a concept, um, which apparently is based on numerology revolving around the number four. And it's, you know, the album is split up with four sections of three tracks each um with different vibes i think there's a heavy vibe is the one with the more tribal stuff there's a techie one and uh, a pro- proggy and then one that's more a little bit more mellow they all kind of intermingle though um to where yeah. it's not it's not a it's not a division where you go wow everything got really slow <laughs> it's not it's not <laughs> it's not really like that but um i remember when i think before the album came out i read a little bit about that and i'm like okay great great concept now, we're, now give me the fucking songs. Um, And they're there on this fucking album. That's the thing. Um, Now, I would... Obviously, if you've been paying attention, um, Quadra comes in lower than the previous two albums. uh, Because to me, it's just not as good overall, but it does maintain the high level of quality that they've been putting out over the past few albums. Where... um, I talked about this last time. I don't know... If it's if it is a coincidence or if there was an inspiration there. But as soon as Eloy Casagrande became their drummer, mm. something something happened with the quality of the shit they were doing, where it went from, oh, this is good to like, whoa, dude. And like that's yeah. And I, I mean, that's just the only thing that's changed. You know, Eloy came in, who's a phenomenal drummer. Unfortunately, he, I don't know if you read, but he broke his foot. And oh, he, he, he had to sit out like the, I think the last few American dates, they had to get a different drummer. And I know that probably broke Damn. a lot of people's hearts. Cause like that dude rules. And so it's like, oh no, not know. now we see them with somebody else. Well, I'm sure it was fine, but um that's, that's a, that's a motherfucker when you do, you know, do something like that on tour. Yeah. Um, anyway. Blunt. So yeah. Quadra. So, the reason why this ends up being number seven and not higher because it's got a whole lot of good shit on it is that this was out of the last three albums, the the one where I found myself listening to riffs and going, that's very Sepultura-y, um, mm. like something that maybe has been on something else. But it's always kind of sprinkled in with some other badass shit. It's just, it's just that there's more moments on this one where I go, I, I feel like they kind of did that one before which is I mean it album 15 yeah you're going to repeat yourself from time to time but man but um the pre the albums that came before this I'll talk about in a little bit and um there's less of that happening um mm-hmm. and honestly on this particular album it doesn't really matter because they keep things moving on this album like it really blows by for an album that I think it's I think it's pretty long 45 50 minutes something like that um yeah which, which to me is pretty long if it's over 45 minutes it's you know it's too long but this one doesn't uh doesn't feel that way um there's like tons of cool ideas all over this album um i, I do have to admit though that i i i i said, the last time i sat down to listen to it i just sort of was trying to remove myself from the concept and listen to it. And I I really think that if it hadn't been explained, I wouldn't have really understood that it was divided <laughs> in four different sections. <laughs> it, it's not really that obvious to me. Um, mm-hmm. But it's a, it's a great album. And the big thing that I have to say, since we're going to be talking about a few albums from Modern Sepultura, um, with these last three albums that they've done, uh, Mediator... Yeah. Uh, uh um, fuck Machine Messiah and then Quadra with these three albums they have in my opinion now become a band that can compete with their classic albums they don't I, I said this before they, they should go on a tour where they don't play any of that shit because now yeah with the back catalog of stuff with Derek and the the, the quality of these last three albums they don't need it anymore they're, they've become as good. Um, unfortunately, I, there's they, there's like this. Like here's what Sepultura does now. I think maybe like you said, this hands just right on top of it with yeah. with the classic Sepultura. Because I just think that if you're taking a step back and and I'm trying to remove myself personally from it and just listen to the quality of what they're doing and the songwriting and the chances they're taking, they've become an amazing band. That's
1: in their own in
0: their own. Way, they, yeah. they don't need they don't. I mean, unfortunately, it's always going to be there because they're still called Sepultura, but hmm. they can compete with that old stuff now. It's and they could just leave it behind if they wanted to. And I would happily go see that concert. Um, and I really think what they did prior to that was I think that they had set too many boundaries for themselves. I don't know if it was on purpose, but I maybe I think they were trying to be like, oh, we we've established this Sepultura sound, so we kind of yeah. work in this area. Now, especially once once we got to Quadra with some of the things that happen on this album, I feel like they're a band that has endless possibilities now, and yeah. um, I'm now very excited for whatever they're gonna do because I I'm confident that I'm gonna hear stuff on whatever album comes after where I go I did not expect that, um, and that's great. That's that's all I want out of a, out of a band is just. Give me something on an album where I stop whatever I'm doing, you know, and go, whoa, 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 that was cool. That's, yeah, that's all That's all I really want. And there's a lot of that um, on all of these seven albums that we're going to talk about. Um, but yeah, Quadra, I think um, another thing about it is that it just came out, essentially. Um, so it hasn't had a whole lot of time to prove itself. So I had to put it at number seven because I'm like, well two or three years from now, what if this one just doesn't have the same punch that it did when, when I first heard it? Um, so yeah, really great album. Um, if you're, I would, I would honestly say it's not a bad place to start. If you're somebody who is a little weary of non Max Cavalera, Sepultura, and you're always kind of like, well, I don't even know where to begin. Quadra is not a bad place to start and just work your way backwards. Really? Um, because it's, it's a, it's an absolute quality metal album way better than what most metal metal bands are doing these days. So, um, there you go. Number seven quadra. See, I even, even my number seven,
1: (laughs) I'm like killer album. Number seven. (laughs) Cool. So my number six is my number six is Dante 21. Is it? Oh, Dante. I think
0: Dante 21 or, you know, just let's just call call it Dante. Um, cool. Yeah, that's awesome that's another. I like how you've you've got two already that were in the lower half. Wait, that was my bottom two, wasn't it? My bottom two
1: were, yeah. were, <laughs> were the two you're talking about here. All right, cool. Let's and do it. it. Cool. So, uh, oh, there it is again. Ah. The, the voice. Ah. <laughs> it sounded like the fucking uh, nerdy uh, fry cook from The Simpsons. Would you like fries <laughs> on that, sir? <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah cool it's a concept album one of quite a few concept albums they've done yeah uh and this one is based on uh dante alighieri is that how i say it it, it the divine comedy yeah that
0: dante's inferno or whatever
1: yeah um so basically at the stage I was at with listening to these albums in succession. We'd camped out in the roots zone, as I call it, where it's like roots happened and then they just did various subtle takes on that. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you know, following Roarback, which was my bottom pick, it was so refreshing to hear songwriting that went back to a little bit more thrash at yeah. points mm-hmm. despite still having the the groove in there um i'm a, i'm a dive right in do it so you know lost intro is this cool spooky chant radio kind of thing uh i got to dark- i got to say man they are a band that loves
0: intros they may mm-hmm. love intros more than any band in existence <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> intros and uh, interludes <laughs> like they love them I'm gonna make a playlist uh, it, and it's just exclusively intros and interludes of Sepultura songs.
0: I'm gonna like make a whole album of songs that like have intros that build up and then don't go anywhere and it just starts over and it's just literally building up. It, it's gonna be called um, Edging.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking funny, dude. <laughs> Living on the edge. Uh, uh, that is also a clever name. <laughs> Well, I mean, it's, you know,
0: maybe that's what that Aerosmith song is all about. It's about bringing yourself close to climax. I'm trying not to be dirty, folks. I don't know who's listening out there. It's gross. Hey, it's
1: a perfectly normal thing. (laughs) 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 We are, yeah. (laughs) Let's, 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 let's drop the knob talk and let's talk about some fucking songs. Yeah.
0: All right. No more knobs. No
1: No more more. knobs. (laughs) Uh cool dark <laughs> dark wood <laughs> of error <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not a good start is it? <laughs> yep. no more knobs
0: except for dark wood
1: you know yeah so love a bit of the wood um <laughs> so yeah i'm already getting some thrash cavallera era vibes back here and yeah. it was at this point i thought oh oh shit I'm kind of with you on the production. I do think the production is pretty thin. But at this point, from a song perspective, however, I was like, this is really exciting. After four albums of very similar stuff with the odd weird from out of nowhere thing thrown in every now and again. Yeah. But then um, Convicted in Life could have been on Chaos AD. Love it. Yeah. Um, City of This... Uh, sounds like a psyched out version of pure massacre by silver chair at the start. No, (laughs) like, like that riff, like (laughs) that, that, that sort of thing. I like that. Man. Uh, When when are we,
0: when are we doing silver chair? Put that on the list. Silver chair. That's when we got to do.
1: Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll definitely, that is an
0: interesting discography. If you've ever heard all of their shit, like where they go from first album to last album, that is a journey. So
1: yeah, Let's, uh, we'll we'll add that to the list. Cool. Might get around to it this this season. Who knows? Uh, (laughs) False, you get like a full-on hardcore vibe here. Mm. And then, holy shit, there's an orchestra, which is really cool. Uh, Fighting On is a groovy fucker. Limbo, intro, is uh, just cool string parts. Uh, Ostia? 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 uh, yeah. I mean, I, I don't care. This song's fucking good. I love the bendy <laughs> riffs. Uh, <laughs> Buried Words, brutal, punky riffage. Nuclear 7, vibey chuggage. <laughs> um, repeating the Horror. Love the outro of this song. There's awesome percussion parts going on. Uh, you Know, intro. Clever little string tremolo intro to Crown and Mitre. Mm. That ascending breakdown in the middle was just premium mosh material, uh, which leads us to premium mobile intro. I'm uh, oh, sorry. Intro. Uh, the fourth and final intro of the album. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Still Flame is a very cinematic final track. Like I like that they kind of brought back their thrash groove sound, but... Mm-hmm flirted with the orchestral elements quite a decent amount on here too is very good album in my opinion um i liked it for its the the thing that attracts me to early sepultura is the variation in like tempos yeah like they will hit you with something blisteringly fast but also follow that up with something just so slow and nasty that it just like it's like one riff face to another riff face where the fucking riff frown is like coming off of your jaw. <laughs> like yeah. and I I love that. So yeah, it, it was it's an exciting album. That's gonna be one of those things that like when league. a
0: lot of us are gonna get old and we're gonna have like <laughs> major frown lines and be like, are you were you just angry all the time? No, I listen to a lot of really good metal. <laughs> <laughs>
1: You ever heard inner self? This yeah. is how I ended up here. <laughs> like, I, I really do uh, think
0: with Dante, because it, it, I, I like things about it, and I really think that if they hadn't done anything else like it after it, I might feel differently about it. But the fact that they followed it up with Alex, which I feel is superior in a lot of ways, and not also a concept, um, it kind mm. of mm, kind of ruined
1: Dante for me. So that's why <laughs> I had it lower. Fair, so uh, yeah, that was that was my number six. Awesome. Take the helm.
0: Awesome. I'm I'm heading back uh, to more modern times for my number six. My number six is Machine Messiah from 2017, um, the album prior to awesome. Quadra, um, the 14th album, second of the of the the Eloy trilogy. I'm going to call them. Um, like I said um, earlier, like my. Bottom three here, seven, six, and five are so close together for me that it's really difficult. But you know, I I just (laughs) this is the order that I ended up with, and it's it makes sense. My favorite thing about Machine Messiah is the opening track. Like Mm. that I don't think they've ever started an album with a song like this. And every time I hear the album, I go, That is so good. It's 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 Derek singing. And it's a real moody song, but it's that's the thing is that they when they let Derek... I don't know if they're letting him or if they're presenting music that inspires him to do different kinds of things. But when he has room to sing or do different types of things with his voice, he really stands out as a great vocalist. It's when they just throw him in there and say, you do your Yelly stuff all the time that I kind of go then it's not very unique to me, but clearly he has so much more to offer as a vocalist. And you hear it on a lot of these um, later albums. Yeah. And I just love the fact that it's like that, that harkens back. The first song harkens back to what I love about early Sepultura, which is that they didn't give a fuck. Like, like they did a thrash album followed by a more groovy stripped down album followed by an even more, groovy tuned down like they're they they weren't in the in the in the game to please uh, a genre you know they they just were these are the things that come out of us and i just that's that makes me i love it when they do things like this now the second track on machine messiah gets a little bit more average but that's okay because once track three comes in, it brings it right back in um, so this uh, this album to me is very, very, very strong. I think the only thing that keeps this from even being higher than number six is it's a little bit push and pull for me. Um, it, it, it feels like there are... The flow of the album doesn't... Something is not right. The songs m- maybe need to be in a different order um, or not. Maybe it's just me, but there'll be things... Where I go, holy fuck! Followed by a song mm. where I go, pretty good. And it's almost like whiplash. Like the 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 yeah. hi, the highs on Machine Messiah are so high that the songs that are just good songs, it kind of makes you go, oh, okay. <laughs> but I mean, you can't <laughs> expect them to keep that momentum going the whole fucking time. That'd be insane. But yeah, this album is 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 just very enjoyable from beginning to end. But like I said, it does. It does kind of push and pull, but at this point, you know, now that now that we've got three albums under the under the uh what I consider the you know, current version of Sepultura, it really does seem like in like some somewhere around twenty twelve, everybody in Sepultura took some mind expanding drugs. Yeah. And they all just went, We could do more. And they just haven't looked back yeah. ever since. And they've just been <laughs> been fucking killing it um this one i I, we talked about it last time this has iceberg dances on it which is like that's another case of them doing a song where i'm like i don't think i've heard them do anything like this before sure they've had proggy elements before but this just prog instrumental it's just fun as fuck man and i and i i absolutely love it um so anyway, um I don't know, overall it's a killer album. There's no like none of these albums have any filler or any songs that I would necessarily cut from them. Um, even ones that we'll talk to and a little uh, talk about in a little bit that are like really long, when when looking at each song individually, I go, I don't know which one needs to be removed. <laughs> so, I have no idea. Um but yeah, I would say overall this one um is it's great, but it's there's a cohesiveness to my number five that blows this one out of the water. Now, I'm gonna get to a gripe now about this album, but it doesn't have anything to do with this album. It has to do with what we I mentioned a little bit earlier. Um, stop, don't put bonus tracks on an album because the album ends with Cyber God. That is the last song on the album. There's another version now that's out that has an extra song, which is fine. And then a fucking cover of an old TV show theme song. And (laughs) it ruins the momentum of the album. It really like, like it's perfectly fine. Like put out a little EP called, or a single called, here's another song and a cover that we did. Boom. Cause it's for some reason, cause I'm one of those weird people that still listens to albums as an album experience. And this whole album has this whole vibe of like, man, so much amazing shit and then just ending it on is it Ultra 7 is the the name of the show I think yeah and it's so just like is is it are they having a laugh as they say in your country
1: (laughs) are they having a laugh you're having a laugh mate You're having a fucking laugh?
0: So I I just, I wish, because there are a lot of people out there who aren't as picky as me and, and, and don't even really care to look at the track listing, and they'll just be like, oh, the last song on the album is this cover. I'm like, no, no, it's not. It's not the last song on the album. Stop it. So I really want to become in charge of, like, that kind of thing. I want to be the curator of music worldwide for everything. It has to run through me. Like, here's the, here's the album. No, don't do that. Like, you see, you know, I'm going to be the, I'm going to be, it's a stamp of approval from old head saying, look, the album is great when you end it right here. Let's don't do any more than that. Um, And I'm
1: going to be the one person above him that keeps (laughs) the cover of easy on angel dust. (laughs) I'll let you go
0: with that one because at least that, I don't know that that, that's that, that's the only way you've heard it, but you see what I'm saying? Like, like, imagine if you hadn't heard it that way and it ended on midnight cowboy like it's just you know so so i just feel i feel like there it's it's um it's what it's irresponsible to (laughs) put extra tracks on albums just don't so don't do it but other than that machine messiah fucking kills and so let's move on to,
1: to number five it does indeed kill. Um, so my number five from the top five now. Top people.
0: five Sepultura albums, or as a there was a, there, and, and when I was in high school, there was a girl who um, was not. N- nothing about her said metalhead. She was right. she was literally like the epitome of cheerleader with blonde hair, makeup. Dresses and, and real pop, not no, posh as, as they would say on your side, but th- they Go would be called on. preppy over <laughs> here. They were preps, mm. and she owned for some reason owned a uh, a shirt for a rise. They had the arise album cover on it, and I just remember like I wasn't going to say anything to her because even I was even in high school, I was kind of a dick sometimes. But I was just like, I don't even want to get into a conversation about this. But I remember somebody else saying like, you know, I didn't know that you were into that band. She was like, oh, I love (laughs) Sepultura. And I'm just like, get the fuck out of here. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But it was really interesting that she just randomly had an Arise t-shirt and she was, you know, all the rest of the time she was in Stussy and, and Massimo and all of those brands that Probably, I don't know. Does anybody wear those things anymore? Abercrombie and yeah. Fitch. No, that wasn't around when I was in high school. I War
1: for Abercrombie. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so
0: it's... I always think of that when I say Sepultura because I've heard other people say Sepultura. And I guess it's close enough. But when uh, you're a teenager into metal, and so many people are picking on you because you're into metal, and there's this one uh, rando preppy girl who's like Sepulchra, I'm like, T- take that fucking shit off. Not just because <laughs> I'm really interested in seeing what's underneath it, but also I really <laughs> want you to just get rid of that shirt. Anyway, it was high school. It was all about like, when am I going to see some boobs? Come on. <laughs> I kind of miss the the uh, the the innocence of that time because there was no internet. You know, like Fair. it was, it was, it was more special when you saw boobs back then. I I concur. Man, we got was... knobs and boobs in this uh, in this episode.
1: All right, we got we got two more things. We got to take off butts and and the front butt. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Where were we? Let's we number are five. we are on my number five. Yeah. Cool. We got, uh, my, meh, Quadra is my number five. Quadra, nice. Yeah. Uh, this album, I feel, got kind of a raw deal as a result of the pandemic. Can you ah, imagine yeah. if they, can you imagine if they got to tour this shit?
0: Damn. Well, I mean, they, they are now, but I mean, but two they, years it's later, it's basically. It's been out for a while.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, Isolation is a pretty killer opener. Yeah. Pretty apt for... 2020. yeah And uh and then immediately followed up by means to an end. Now hear 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 me out. Did you also hear this? I'm pretty sure that riff is genital grinder by Carcass, except you can tell what is going on. Oh. I mean it's pretty close. It's conceivable that two bands can write a similar riff. Oh yeah, but I just thought for was, sure. I thought it was. I th- I thought it was interesting to bring I up. I mean, it wasn't which obvious is funny enough that you brought no, them up.
0: It wasn't obvious where I were before you mentioning it. I didn't hear it, but now I'm like, now I got to go play those back to back. To To be fair,
1: that's like the only riff I can hear on that <laughs> album. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, last time is a brutal techie thrasher. Mm-hmm. Capital enslavement is a kind of. Borderline Genty Groover. Uh Ali. Breakdowns in this are pretty filthy. Raging Void is this syncopated yeah. rhythmic Groover. Mm-hmm. Uh, Guardians of Earth. Epic prog track. See, this is the thing. There's so much variety on this album, which is what I think Sepultura does best. Yeah. Um The Pentagram is another proggy one. Um Autumn is like, I've put New metally with death metal bits thrown in. It's got, like, mm-hmm. it's got like a static X with blast beats kind of vibe to it. Yeah. <laughs> um, Quadra is a pretty guitar interlude. Uh, Agony of Defeat is pretty much symphonic death metal again. Um, and I don't know if this is a bonus track or not, but Fear, Pain, Chaos, Suffering. I don't think so. It's got... Yeah, that's got the uh singer Emily Barreto from the Brazilian rock band Far From Alaska. Um cool stuff. Yeah. Cool to cool yeah. to hear that on an album. And I I just got to say quadra of all of the of all of the Derek Green stuff, it's really exciting to hear them hit such a stride this late in him being in the band. Yeah. You know? Because it's like, it's like an underdog story where it's like Sepultura's thrash stuff leading up to Roots is like a era-defining capsule of just badass. Yeah. And pe- people tend to discredit Derek Green because he kind of came off of Roots. They had a string of quite New Metal-esque albums which, you know, any metal elitist asshole is going to write off completely because... If you can, if you can twerk to it, it's not fucking metal, dude. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, let's be fair—you can twerk to pretty much anything, so. Yeah, you, you you can, and you know I'm fortunate enough to have seen that happen. But Ooh, <laughs> all right, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. When's that? When's that <laughs> video coming out? <laughs> right. So that's on the OnlyFans. Wow. Cool. That's that. So. That
0: would be go wow wow. So (laughs) Quadra is is the so that's the only so that that if I'm doing my math correctly that would be if you're if you're wanting an album that both Eddie and I put in our top um, Quadra is the only Derek Green era album that we both had in the Mm. top seven. So clearly that's that's the that's the way to go Um, for those of you. It's a spicy meatball. It's very good. So, but. Not, in my opinion, the best Derek Green album. My number five, The Mediator Between Head and Hands Must Be the Heart from mm-hmm. 2013. Their 13th cool. album. This one, to me, so so if you've noticed, I put the last three albums in declining order or whatever, you know, Quadra, Thin Machine Messiah, and now Mediator, um... So this one, obviously, because it came out in 2013, it's had more time to sort of marinate with me, and I liked things about it originally anyway. And it was a big deal when it came out because I'm like, oh, they're working with Ross Robinson again, who did Roots, and you know, numerous new metal albums and other things. Um, and so I was like, oh, that's interesting because that you know he was his production was always pretty brutal, brought out some mm. brutality in a lot of these bands. And, um, this is also one of those albums. Like <laughs> the album is essentially supposed to be based on Metropolis. I'm not, was Metropolis a book before it was a movie? Cause I know Metropolis as a movie from like the twenties, mm. but it may have very well been based on a book. I'm not sure. Um, Honestly, at this point, I don't... Like I've said before, The con, I don't care about the concepts. If there's a concept, cool. That's a little added bonus. If the album is really fucking good, and this one is. um. So this is the first one with Eloy Casagrande on drums, who apparently I'm a big fan of because I've been talking about him a lot, but he fucking rules, and he somehow brought some new life into this band because while this album is not as varied... As Mm. Machine Messiah or Quadra. There's a real cohesive quality to it. But at the same time. It's probably. I'm going to go on record and say. Maybe it's the most brutal album they ever did. Like just an overall. Brutality and not letting up. And there's some parts that aren't. You know brutal. But overall Hmm. like it is an aggressive. Album. And on top of that. It, it's chock full of really fucking cool riffs. Like the number, the number of of pauses to go. That was fucking cool. There, there's there's too many to count on this album, and the the things that I would argue about or complain about on albums prior to this, Kairos all the way back to let's say Nation, is that there was too much of an emphasis on oh well, we we're writing this riff and it revolves around two notes. And, you know, um, and it's very simple and some of it is very reminiscent of things we already did. This album has so many riffs where I, it, it didn't do that to me. There's only one track on this album where I go, okay, that's very sepultery. Um, and that's Obsessed, which is Obsessed is a great song, but I would say if I had to pick a, uh, um, a less good song on the album, it'd be that one. And it's only because it doesn't sound like anything necessarily new. Um, but they just sound like a fucking reinvigorated band here. And it's always very exciting to me to hear this album because I'm just like, I don't know what happened, but it's clear. It's clear that, that everybody is just firing on all cylinders here. Um, And um, it just feels like a very inspired album, but also very heavy. And so, and honestly, comparatively speaking, with Mediator, Machine Messiah, and um, Quadra, I almost feel like Machine Messiah and Quadra, they've now kind of become this version of Sepultura. This one, the Mediator, has that on it, but it also feels very tied to the past, to classic Sepultura. There's a weird like marriage. It's almost like they made this album and it was like kind of bidding farewell to that. Like, you know what? We're now, we're now, we're now beyond that. Um, But it was great. And so it's, it's got this, it's got an interesting vibe for me when it comes to that, because it does sound, there's, there's things that sound classic and things that sound for moving forward for uh, Sepultura. Um, like an extension of their sound, I guess, you know, it takes their sound and they're extending it now. And um, I don't know. It's to me, it's like the, the most engaging album that they had made in 15 years. And um, it doesn't lose any of that from when I, when I listen to it. So that's what I'm, what I mean with like Quadra, like, you know, five years from now, will I feel the same way about Quadra? Will it have the staying power that mediator has? And I don't know. Um, so right now, in 2022, uh my number five is mediator. The mediator between head and hands must be the heart, which yes, I said I said on the last episode when they announced that album title, I went, <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> but it's but they've got the album to back it up. So it's you know, it's it's fucking great, and it's my favorite of the uh, Derek Green era which is weird to call it that because Derek Green's been in the band so much longer than Max was yeah. in the band <laughs> um so it's at this point it's like one of those things where you know I will I will admit that I prefer the Max Cavalera Sepultura stuff most of it but I'm not stuck in it to where I'm going to complain about it anymore because if if you're still that hung up to where you're just complaining yeah, you got more problems, I think, than <laughs> than
1: just a band, <laughs>
0: because it's like it's been long enough now. It's just like people that are that still, you know, think that Rob Trujillo is the new guy in Metallica. And I'm like, he's he's the longest he's... running bass player. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> how how long is it now? It's has got to be 20 years, 20 next years, year, right? Two, 20. Did
0: he join 2002 or 2003? I think. Yeah, you're right. 20 years next year. Rob's been in Metallica.
1: Fuck, dude. Yeah. When I got into Metallica, he was only in there for seven. Like, <laughs> that puts into perspective how long I've been a fucking rock fan, dude. And and like, I, I,
0: I just love it. And, it, and it's like, oh yeah. Sometimes I forget that you're 20 years younger than I am, and then you say yeah. things like that, and I go, oh yeah,
1: you are 20 years
0: younger <laughs> than me. And apparently, faking a British accent too, which we.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was so funny. Like, there, there was a dude in the comments, and like. I mean, you know, I'm I'm from the southwest. I'm a I'm a Cornish boy. I won't say which county I'm in, but uh, I'm I'm just I'm just alluding to a little bit of mystery here. You know, I, I, plus I don't want people to know where I live because I'm a personality on the internet. Yeah, and people do shitty things to these sorts of people.
0: But but people know what town um, I live in. But it's the fucking one of the biggest towns in in the world. <laughs> it's like <yeah>. come <laughs> find me, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah,
1: I, I, and yeah. I'm pretty,
0: and I'm pretty sure that my surrounding neighbors all have guns. So, uh, you know, take, <laughs> take your take your chances, I guess.
1: I I pretty much just uh, I pretty much just have the default answer, and I, I responded to him last time. I basically said, "You ever seen the movie Hot Fuzz? Yeah, yeah, that sort of place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what? I, you, not, place, not, to, yeah. not, not to give away, you
0: know, any anything else." But this is the first time I thought about it. Like you should go there. Should somebody at some point should have gone to a sign and replaced the C with a K, just
1: because that would make me happy, you know? (laughs) And then put the R backwards. It's it's funny you should say this because actually, no, I can't say it on the air because that would I I would be doxing someone. But I will tell you afterwards. Okay. That there is there is something. That's an, that's another band that, that relates when, to that.
0: We get when are we tackling corn? That's the that's one that's got to happen at some point because I'm, I'm. We'll shuck we'll shuck some corn at some stage. I'm all about some corn. We got a lot. Like you guys don't know, but behind the scenes, like we have a schedule of bands, and it seems like it's never ending because every time we, you know we have you know months planned out, and I'm like, oh, we haven't even talked about corn. You know, it's always there's always like another mm. band that
1: we're like, well, we haven't done this one yet. Um. So uh, I'm. St- I'm still wrapping my head around the fact that we have yet to cover Pantera. Like that—that's a problem. We should, do, we should like, do something about that, huh? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we, we definitely I'm should, doing, dude. We're, we're giving <laughs> signals for the podcasters yeah. that, yes, that yes, Pantera
0: is coming soon. Stay tuned. Not saying when, Stay but tuned, it will—it will be coming. Baby, and then you will all be coming. <laughs>
1: anyway. Where are we now? Number four, <laughs> Stephen. We talked about the knob talk.
0: <laughs> that that was not specific to a knob. <laughs> Women can have orgasms too,
1: or maybe you haven't figured that out yet, Eddie. Uh, uh, <laughs> I'm about to have my uh, Ben Shapiro bit. I'll have you know, actually, the female orgasm is a myth. It is created <laughs> by the media to. <laughs>
0: God, don't uh, utter that dude's name on our podcast.
1: Jesus. Uh, it's, I mean, he's, he is an endless stream of content, despite the fact that everything he says is fucking awful. <laughs> it's just, it's one of those things that makes me so mad as a content
0: creator out here, just trying my best. And I'm all like, if I just acted like a total douchebag all the time, I'd probably have 100,000 subscribers at this point.
1: So, I mean, oh, what well. was that time. There was that time when WAP came out. And oh, I remember basi- that. Wet-ass P-Word. Yeah. He basically admitted on his own show that he's never sexually excited his wife. Yeah. It's just like that he kept saying P-Word. Wet-ass P-Word. There's some whores in this house. There's some <laughs> horse in this house.
0: For those of you who haven't heard that, look up Ben Shapiro reads the lyrics to WAP. Um I Man, it's just so funny because he's like. Not only is he hilarious already, but he just sounds like a dude that's never been near one of those before. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I said certified freak seven days a week. Wet ass p-word make that pullout game weep. <laughs> it's fucking, I, I, I can't give the rest away. Like I can't. It's very. I can't good. match his delivery. It's fire. Well, I love the fact that people remixed it and put him over the top of WAP, and yeah, it's it, absolutely. That'll the be joke a, wrote itself. We'll talk
0: about that more when we do the Cardi B ranking. Oh yeah, <laughs> coming soon. Um, maybe I don't know. Never. <laughs> I'm fine with My number Cardi. four, Kodak okay. Yellow. Yeah, <laughs> Cardi B's um, okay. She's she's not. She, I don't like her as much as some other ones, but you know, she's fine.
1: Like uh, back back on track, man. We, we we got some rabid Sepultura fans. Oh out yeah, there metal. We
0: talk. Yeah, for those of you who are new, we do also listen to hip hop and other things. Um, that actually kind of ends there for me. It's like things <laughs> things that are metal, things that are rock, things that are hip hop. I don't really go further past that because then you get to territories where I just roll my eyes a lot at music, and I, you know. <laughs> Is what it is. I'm too. I'm too old now to actually. You know, I, I've. 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 I've admitted to myself that I have limitations. Um, but I'm one Fat. of those people that I will tell you those limitations, as opposed to a lot of people out there on YouTube and other things that give their opinions, and uh, their opinions aren't really worth very much because they won't acknowledge their own limitations and their own uh, personal preferences. Um, I've I've come to determine I've come to determine I've determined that um, the reason why I can never stop doing this, and by this I mean cranked and ranked and old head, is that ninety nine percent of the time when I hear other people talking about music, it drives me up the wall. <laughs> like I'm just like, th- think more about what you're fucking saying. <laughs> 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 just listen, try to listen to things in more of an open minded way. Um, yeah. I'm, ta- I'm talking to e- I'm everything from the from people that like have way less subscribers than me, and so I'm sorry, all the way up to the unfortunate people that do reviews on banger TV, which I think that they, I think half of those people should not have those gigs, they should be uh doing something else. But that's just an opinion because
1: uh. <laughs> It's where breaking news, Old Head <laughs> and Eddie Sparks have put Banger TV under siege it's just, in uh, requesting jobs. <laughs> it's just, uh, we just, we just, just, just Old We should just remake Airheads, but it's us. We, oh, raid Banger we TV. break into the Banger
0: studios and we just hold, <laughs> hold them hostage. Give you're gonna, us
1: a show on your fucking channel, Sam. Yeah. You, you know what?
0: You know what? Put the cameras on me. And we're going to do an hour long video on how great Saint Anger is, and you're going to like it. <laughs> uh yeah. That that movie script
1: right there. I mean, that's not. It's been done. I mean, what are we? What do <laughs> we? We're remaking stuff. <laughs> we are, we are remaking it, but we 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 got to add in some. We got to add in some some humor to appeal to the kids. We're gonna throw in some Fortnite dances every now and again. Oh, Do some all real right. Cringe shit. Capitalize off them. Capitalize off those impressionable kid dollars. No, I'm saying. I'm I'm on
0: board for this. Anyway, I actually, I actually really like I like Banger TV. I especially like um, the main dude. I can't. I don't know why I can't remember his name right now from Banger TV. He's great. I, I some, just, some of the I other just... some of the other people they they I roll my eyes at them a lot.
1: I, I just remembered the uh, time uh, while we're on the subject. I don't know if I've ever talked about this before, but um, my girlfriend once sent me a video of a uh, grandfather who had learned the floss dance mm-hmm. the, you know from Fortnite. Yep. And at, at the time, it was a new thing. It hadn't become cringe yet. So I was like, oh. oh, oh no, it was cringe oh, in the beginning. Come on. Let's it be was, fair. Well, I... I <laughs> Not not when not when I did it, learning it by f- attempting to floss dance to the entire nineteen eighty seven White Snake album until I got it nailed. Wow.
0: Okay. All right. Yeah. Did you do it I, like real slow? When it gets to that, you know that part, in, in when it slows down, and still of the night, like yeah, keep And you're all doing the slow, no, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely <laughs> blisteringly fast for the entire long time. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Anyway, the old guy, old flossy guy? Uh, Yeah, basically she sent me a message and she said, hey, how come you can't do that? And I was like, I'll fucking show this guy. Fucking show this guy right up. And I did. Because I floss danced to Still of the Night ridiculously quickly. <laughs> 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 For a full six minutes. Um, so yeah. Uh, where, where were we? Where are we at? We're we, now on number a, four. I believe you're number four. That was a mega tangent, dude. Um, which we so were yeah, were,
0: n- we're known to do that from time to time, folks. I apologize, but we're back on track now.
1: We I'm are dra- back grabbing on track. the wheel,
0: we're back on the Sepultura Highway for your number four. So
1: begins my holy four Sepultura albums. And my number four is Schizophrenia. Alright, cool. Um I've grown a vast appreciation for this album this past two weeks. Mm-hmm. Like some something about it. Like I've heard it before and I liked it. And then all of a sudden after listening to the other two, um, uh, well, other three, sorry, albums as well. I just thought, fuck, you can really hear them start to take shape already on this album. Oh yeah. Like, this is sure. the first, this is the first real taste of where Sepultura was going to go forward. You know, um morbid visions is kind of its own beast mm. whereas this one um and this is because um andreas kisser has shown up now yeah so ho- fucking game changer so let's talk about it um in intro <laughs> another intro <laughs> yeah uh, <laughs> and I-, I love the fact it's like dude wouldn't it be sick if we started the album with the fucking strings theme from Psycho and then just follow it up with a big ass demon scream and then go just full thrash and the rest of them probably just went (laughs) fuck yeah let's fucking do it um then you get from from the past comes the storms frantic thrash originally originally
0: called the past reborns the storms Really? Yeah, <laughs> that's cool. Because they were, you know, they were that, um, English wasn't their their first language, and then they were, they were, they had some titles like that where, where I guess they didn't really know how to word them in the correct way. But I actually kind of like that, that title though. better: "The Past Reborns yeah. the Storms." It's got a cool ring
1: to it as well. Yeah, it does. The Past. I like Reborns it. Reborns the storms. Um, yeah, it's it's just a chunky thrasher. Hell yeah, dude! Uh, to the wall. It's like halftime. Oh, halftime chug riffs are one of quite a few metal keys to my heart. Uh, You gotta play what you
0: you gotta do is play to the wall followed by over the wall by Testament and then you listen to all of the wall by Pink Floyd. (laughs) 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 And then balls to the wall by Accept.
1: Balls to the
0: wall! And then off the wall by Michael Jackson.
1: Oh shit dude there's so many wall songs.
0: Then you listen to the wall flowers and that's when I'm leaving the party. (laughs) (laughs)
1: we've gone too far he's had enough. they got some good tracks (laughs) them wallflowers peoples them wallflowers peoples Uh, (laughs) that was a hard transition out of that sorry about that Um, that's cool Uh, escape to the void is just unrelenting thrash yeah inquisition symphony love the scary synth at the start with that creepy acoustic guitar Definitely the prog opus of the album. Screams Behind the Shadows is just incredible. Septic schizo. Frantic thrash goodness. The Abyss. uh, Obligatory classical acoustic piece to show that even though you're skull-fucking the audience with riffage, you are in fact a man of culture. Uh, And then finally you get... uh, Well, technically, finally, you get R.A.P., Rest in pain. Mm-hmm. Uh, fucking brutal killer stuff. And then on the reissue, you get the absolutely killer re-recorded version of Troops of Doom. Yeah, I know it's not in the original tracklist, but fuck this version bangs. So hell yeah, Schizophrenia, like really good thrash album. Yeah, <laughs> it's great. Yeah. Um. All right. Well,
0: we're we're yeah we're well into to uh, banger central here, and I this is like me now i'm talking about four of the most important metal albums in my life now there's probably a good 50 or so that would fall into that category overall but i think all four of these are in there because there yes, there, there are certain albums that just have resonated with me for such a long time and haven't lost any of their excitement some albums mm-hmm. do Some albums hit me real hard, and then later on I go, "Ah, I don't really like it as much as I did. That's not the case for these four albums. Um, My number four is Roots from 1996. And this album is... I I think it's very underrated uh, because a lot of people hate on it, and I don't... I, I guess I get it. I do because a lot of people don't want things to ever change. And... Um that's not a good way to be people I'm sorry I'm just going to throw it out there because you know there's a lot of shit that needs to change and um I don't think that Sepultura would have remained as interesting of a band if they had just put out the same albums over and over again and Roots was the ultimate like statement that they're not a band that gives a fuck about what the fans want unless you're a fan that just wants some fucking quality shit um because to me like starting schizophrenia is great but starting with beneath the remains all the way through to roots it is nothing but high quality shit and there is a progression at every step of the way and yeah i talked about this in the last episode the first time i heard roots i was i didn't really know what to think of it at first um but you know i was i've always even when i was young you know in 96 i was a you know, senior in high school, but I think this came out after I graduated from high school. But, um, I was already at the point where like, I didn't want a band to give me the same album over and over again. And they didn't hear, um, this album is heavy as fuck. That's the thing that I love about this album is it is, Yeah. it's, it's really heavy. Mm-hmm. Like you play this in your car loud enough. You're going to, you're going to be in the car that goes boom. Like that's, that is a that's what it's like, um, and I, and I think that at this point, like that, that, the reason why their their split was kind of um, depressing to me is because with Roots, to me, they just seemed like a completely unfuckwithable band. Like yeah. they were on their way to like whatever it is they were going to put out. I was going to be all ears, um, and I love the fact that this one they upped the tribal sounds a little bit with some of the stuff that they were doing and other instruments, you know, the percussion and other instruments. (laughs) A little bit. (laughs) But you know what I mean. Yeah. But also the the fact that they lean way into the groove and the, you know, downtuned guitars, you know, it, it almost, the simplicity of some of the riffs in this particular case for this album, it actually almost works in the, in the, in the tribal sense of it. You know, it's like, because a lot of these, a lot of the, you know, back in the day, if you're, if you're, you know, not, not in my country, because our past is bullshit, but other people's countries, <laughs> you go back, you know, you trace your way all the way back with music, the tribes and everything, they, everything was pretty simplified and, and, and it relied a lot on rhythm and basic, you know, basic, it was very, you know, so the, brace. Fact is, yeah, <laughs> brace. so for me, this always has that vibe where everything is perfect. The album is called roots. It's got all of the the different per- percussion and other instruments on it. And, and it stripped it down to where this bare sort of real, it's like heavy as, as I don't know, as uh, what's the word I'm looking for as, as it seems like a very honest, just this is it. You're not getting any you know, um bells and whistles. Although, you know, I guess they're if you could you could call a lot of that percussion and stuff that's added on bells and whistles, but I'd, it all works in such an amazing way for me on this album. And they continue to do things that I hadn't heard before, which is why it's great. There's songs in this album where I go, they've never done a song that sounded like that. Um And this was Ross Robinson. So it's got his stamp of just like, it sounds very brutal. Um, And to me, like since Roots, there have been a lot of bands that have taken this sound and kind of run with it. Um, Some very popular, some kind of unknown, but I think this album destroys anything any of those bands have ever done. Like this is Mm. the epitome of this sound which, if you want to call it new metal, that's fine. But I feel like that's
1: selling it a bit short. Um, I think it's more groove metal. Though, in in that, but even in but that even sense. then, if
0: you take yeah. roots and then you put, if you if you if you're leaning on new metal, you put it next to corn. Doesn't really sound that much alike, except for some of the riffs, maybe. And then you want to put it groove mm. next to like Pantera. That also doesn't really yeah. fit that much. It it's its own thing. It's just yeah. roots. It's like. And I think that's why I like it so much. Cause it's just such a unique statement of an album. And, um, the old, the only gripe obviously, which is nothing that I don't really know what, where, where to go with this, but it's too long. But like I said earlier, <laughs> I go through all the songs and you get to the second half and the second half leads into songs like born stubborn and endangered species, which are fucking bangers. Mm. And so I listen to it
1: and I go, I don't know what song I would even cut from this. Like, yeah, it's, it's kind of like I said, it's, it's one of those where it's like a commitment, but it's worth it when you're in the mood. Sure. uh, Yeah, absolutely. I I could
0: see this not because this doesn't vary as much as chaos AD and arise do. It's, it has a mission and it kind of sticks with it for the most part. Um, And this is the beginning of really doing some of them like two note riff kind of things. And which is cool here, but they start to rely on that way too much in albums that happen after this. Um, But every time I hear this album, I just I think what I'm what I'm I'm sure a lot of people out there think and like, man, what would have happened if Max had stayed with the band and they had put out another record, like what would it have ended up being like against, or would they have turned another corner? Who knows what that corner would have been. It's it's a really unfortunate thing because, you know, the, the, from what I've read, the there was already tension in the band. Um, Yeah. Like I said before, in the last episode, it really seemed like you would, you, you talked about Sepultura or you would see press about Sepultura. And it almost seemed like, it was being written like Max Cavalera's band Sepultura, like he was like the star of the show. Yeah. And whether or not he was trying to do that, or if it just happened that way, and he just wasn't going to say no because it's press and publicity. And so if they're like, oh, it's a cover story on Sepultura, but we're only going to put Max on the cover, you know, if you're doing really well as a band, do you do you go, no, I'm not going to do this, or do you do you? do it to promote the band and move forward. And I don't know. Um, but then on top of that, there was that thing where his stepson was killed in a, I think it was a, in a yeah. car, a car accident. Um,
1: yeah. And a freak accident car. Yeah.
0: And then on top of that, the rest of the band comes to him and said, Hey, we don't want your wife to be the manager anymore. It seems like a lot happening all at once, <laughs> but as, as a, a very open thinker, I realized that I was not in the band at the time. I did I did not know any of them. I was not there. So I don't know. I've said this many times with bands that split up or, or have lineup changes. There's no way for us to know who the real asshole was. <laughs> it's like, yeah. you know, there could be varying degrees of asshole that ended up, you know, splitting it. But um, it's unfortunate because I do think, like and you're listening to Roots, I always think w- what would have been the next album. Because um, if it had been Soulfly, like what Soulfly was, it would have been kind of a disappointment. Soulfly is a fun mm-hmm. album, the first Soulfly album, but... Um, Jump
1: the fuck up!
0: <laughs> yeah. If you, to be completely honest, if you have a song where one of your lyrics are, uh,
1: no motherfucking Hootie and the Blowfish,
0: then, um, you're, <laughs> that got kind of tiresome. A lot of bands were doing that shit where they just talked shit about other popular music. And I'm like, dude, Hootie and the Blowfish is not trying to be metal. Why are you mad at them? <laughs> They're honestly making the, the, the suburban, you know, parent rock that they want to make. Like, just don't, why are you mad at them? I don't understand that. Um, but anyway, so yeah, so Roots is great. Um, it's a bittersweet album for me because I love it so much. Uh, but it, it does, you know, as a fan that prefers this, you know, these, these four albums that I'm going to be talking about, because if you're paying attention, we've got four max albums that I'm going to be talking about in a row, um, yeah, it does make me kind of go. Oh, I wish I, I, wish I could have found out, but uh, maybe it all worked out for the better. Um, I'm assuming for the guys in the two bands, um, well, you know, whoever's playing with Max, and then the rest of Sepultura, um, if they if they really didn't get along, then I guess it did work out better for both of them. Mm. Um, so anyway, that's that's my that's my multiple cents on Roots. My number four.
1: Cool. So here we are at the uh, bronze medal number three sweet now we have the same top three
0: we do we do will they be in the same order that let's, is the question that is the question sir let's find out after this cool. no, I'm just kidding <laughs> no really after this I'm gonna I'm literally gonna put a commercial in right there
1: yeah payroll I just Do you know what I thought of then? Have you have you seen I Think You Should Leave? No. Oh, it's so fucking Yeah, it's like a sketch show. It uh Tim Robinson. He's the guy that uh does it. And he there's so many skits on there, but there there was one I was watching yesterday and it's like a lawyer advert It's like, has this ever happened to you? but he just goes through this ridiculously elaborate thing. Or You ever had two guys come over to your house and replace your toilet with a joke toilet that's just got a tiny hole that's just for farts? And then they start running around your house and you try to join in and they say, you're not part of the turbo team. Till you're part <laughs> of the turbo team, you don't run. Walk slowly. Has this ever happened to you? <laughs> it's, like, it's just stuff like that. It's hilarious. That's funny. I think uh,
0: he, he used to write for SNL, I think. I think that's where he, yeah. he came from.
1: I, I haven't seen uh, it, but that's one that I'll I'll definitely check out at some point. <laughs> there's another one where um he's on a ghost tour and the dude it says to him, uh, This is the adult tour in the evening, so we can say whatever the hell we want. And everybody's like kind of there, like taking it lightly, and he goes, Jiz. <laughs> he's like, what? And they're like, What? You said we could say whatever the hell we want. So did any of these fucking ghosts ever just jump out of the wall, do a huge cum shot? And I, th- this isn't what we meant. <laughs> like, <laughs> but he just keeps taking it too far. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Well, we it, made, we made any, it there, a- folks. Anyone so. watching? Any Anyone watching? Uh, if you ain't seen it, uh, it's on Netflix. Uh, I think you should leave. It's All really right, bye. funny. Bye. Bye. <laughs> 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 Uh, yeah. So number, number three, three B- beneath the remains is my number three. All right, cool. And phew, yeah, it's pretty fucking good death thrash album, dude. Like, nah. like what? <laughs> like, nah, but I, I know that sells it short, but God damn dude. Like beneath the remains pretty yet ominous intro that explodes into this just full-on assault of pure aggression.
0: I have to ask you, and maybe this will ruin the song for you for the rest of your life, when you hear the acoustic intro, do you ever think it's about to be Close My Eyes Forever by Lita Ford and Ozzy Osbourne?
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. <no. laughs> I hear it now. Yeah, It starts off... I'm all baby.
0: I can just, it's like, it's it's literally like, and, and it varies it up to where it doesn't last very long. But that first like 10 seconds or so, I'm all like, is this Lita Ford or Sepultura?
1: Yeah. <laughs> you know, I thought it sounded familiar. Now that you've put those two together, I definitely, yeah, it's it's like the same exact chord. <laughs> Lita
0: Ford album ranking. We got to do that at some point.
1: Hell yeah, we do. Mm. There's a poster of Lita Ford right over there out of shot. Awesome. I'm pretty cool, aren't I? <laughs> you know, I, th-
0: we, 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 I think we've already established this many times over, yes.
1: H- hell yeah. That, <laughs> that is the status quo around here. Um. So yeah, I mean, Beneath the Remains, one of my favorite parts of the whole album is that like, dan, 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 dan like, And it's just such a simple little part, but with how fucking quick the drums are, it's yeah. like, oh.
0: Yeah. I've always really that, liked that.
1: Crushes. Um, Inner Self has got to be one of, if not my all time favorite Sepultura song. Like, holy shit, every single second of this song is killer. Yeah. And you all know, long time listeners of the show know that I love slow, mid pace chug riffs with a slow groove but a fast double kick under it. So when that dad. <laughs> Like, yeah. You ever seen those like try try not to headbang challenges? Yeah. Like if I I fail. <laughs> if that comes up, I'm fucked. I can't do it. Um Stronger Than Hate. This album just keeps giving pure unadulterated fire. Like this This song is like seasons era slayer on steroids. Mm-hmm. It's nuts. Um Mass Hypnosis. The start, stop, chugging in this song again. Chef's Kiss. Uh, sarcastic Existence is pounding, brutal, evil. I've always melodic. really,
0: I love that song so much, but the title is always, I've always tried to in my brain think of like, what is that? What sarcastic existence are you, you're existing. You're just like, I'm, you know what?
1: I'm just, I'm just going to keep living, I guess. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Well, that, that's the thing. Like, uh, I hear th- this song reminds me a little bit of the band Death. Not only in it, like, there's little parts here and there where I think that's very Chuck Scholdiner. But, you know, even down to the title, this song title could have been on a Death album. Mm-hmm. Um, Slaves of Pain, just more Slayer on Roids with an extra side of Chug, mm-hmm. uh, Lobotomy... Is frenzied brutality intent on hitting you with as many notes as possible. Uh hungry is just fucking gnarly. And uh Primitive Future is just one last blast of crazed guitars and drumming with Did you
0: did you ma- mention Max Hypnosis? Uh yeah.
1: Yeah, okay. I, 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 I give it a chef's kiss for that oh, okay. start stop, stop chugging. I don't know where my um, brain
0: was, but that that's like I think that <laughs> might be my favorite one on the album is Mass Hypnosis. I love that song. Uh,
1: that is a great song uh but yeah um i just love the fact that this album is so it it varies in tempo yet it doesn't veer too hard out of the intensity like Mm -hmm. the entire album this is one of those albums that has a legitimate scary aura to it where it's like it it's not something I put on in my car if I'm driving alone at night down a road. Yeah. You know, there's just even down to the album cover. There's just something cursed about it. Like yeah. it's just so fucking. It's so heavy. It's scary.
0: Like which I, which I, you know people always bring up that that wasn't the original album cover, but um, I like I I like the way things worked out. Like for beneath yeah. the remains that album title that album cover is more appropriate than the one that Obituary would use for Cause of Death. Um, yeah. And vice it versa. They it, it, seems, it seems like things worked out well. Because I actually like the Sepultura album cover more. So, I mean...
1: I actually, if if I remember right, we included it in the uh, al- uh, Thrash album covers. Yeah, we, could have we talked another about that. That was a while ago.
0: Check, check yeah. that out. There's an episode where we do our top five or ten thrash metal album covers was it was just thrash yeah. metal i don't remember that was a yeah, long. Just, that was like over a year
1: ago for sure yeah we're gonna do another one of those dude that that was fun yeah um so yeah this album scarily heavy is how i would describe this album mm-hmm. and uh whew, it's one of those where you you kind of come out of it feeling like you've been to hell and back where it's like fuck dude yeah. <laughs> they just hit me with like more notes and and just straight up speed than i think i was ready for but i i loved every second at the same time mm-hmm. and yeah that that is my description and review i guess of beneath the remains awesome by all means i you have the floor. i agree it's an amazing album
0: um, therefore it is not my number three Um, my number three is Arise from 1991.
1: Um, I am surprised.
0: Yeah. Which is, I mean, it's, it's surprising to me. Um, because it's, it's not my, it's not my favorite, but it's, it's a very important album for me Mm -hmm. because it's the first one I ever heard and I love it. Uh, it is a progression of their sound from beneath the remains, but not crazy progression. They're just they mm. add some new elements. Um, it's still a very thrash album, yeah. um, but I'll get I'll get to why it's number three and not higher. Um, so it starts off with the fucking one two punch of the and dead embryonic cells, like two of the best Sepultura songs back to back on this. And then you get Desperate Cry, which is also fucking amazing. And I like the fact that with Desperate Cry, they've now started slowing things down even more. Like that point, yeah. I think that's the slowest song they had done, but still mm-hmm. very heavy. And they've also started incorporating different sounds in this album, which they would continue yeah. to do. Um, So th- when you're talking about that, those three songs in particular, Arise, Dead and Brown Excels, Desperate Cry, and on a couple others in the first half too, some of those tracks are far superior to anything on Beneath the Remains. But, as an entire album, mm-hmm. Beneath the Remains has absolutely no weaker tracks on it for me. I think it, it that is fucking killer from beginning to end. This is also killer from beginning to end, but... The second half of the album loses a little bit of the excitement for me. And a really big one, that's what she said. Um yeah. <laughs> uh, is the is Infected Voice, which it's always bothered me that it's just the riff from a rise basically played backwards. So Arise is infected voice. Same two notes. They literally picked the same two notes, wrote a song with almost the exact same tempo. It's like you could just go one right into the other and you would just think it's Arise part two. Now, I don't know if that was on purpose. Like did they book in the thing and try to write a song using the same notes to make it feel like this is a beginning and an end, like a like if that's the case, that's fucking cool. But it's still, it still always bothers me because I'm all like, oh man, this song is really cool and has a lot of energy. But I'm I'm always just from a writer, you know, a person that's written a lot of songs, I go in and I go, they just they just liked those two notes. And they wrote another song with those two notes as the main riff. <laughs> um and it's not as good of a song as a rise. It's still really good and a great album closer, but it's just that thing about the second half of this album, I I like it a lot. It's still better than most metal albums of the time. Which, which of the time, you have to remember, Arise came out, I think, a month before uh, Nevermind by Nirvana. Something like that. It was wow. around the same time. So can you imagine Arise coming out and Nevermind? In fact, I, there's an episode of Headbangers Ball that I have where Nirvana are the guest and Sepultura are the guests. They both whoa are in the studio i don't I mean obviously they weren't there at the same time but it's the, it's that infamous one where kurt kurt has the the yellow dress ball gown on yeah but then before them you get sepultura are on talking about arise and it's just That's so crazy wild, we've said it many times the early 90s are fucking awesome because there's like so yeah. much good shit that was happening that wasn't in the same genre, but you're getting across e- the board, equal yeah. amounts of quality shit from all these different artists. And um, it's great, but I had to get nitpicky because as special as this album is to me, when I break things down, I go, yeah, I think that out of out of the two thrashier masterpieces that they did, Arise and Beneath the Remains, I think Beneath the Remains is stronger. Uh, so, Arise ends up here. At uh, number three, the real question is: obviously, we're not matching up on all of them, but will we match up on our number one? Will we Mm. after this break? No, I won't do it. I'm not going to do it. (laughs) That's too many breaks. There are some people that put up videos, and there's like commercials every like two minutes, and I'm like, come on, are you expecting everyone to keep watching this? Um.
1: Anyway, number two. Yeah, it's uh, cool. So I can already tell you that. I think we have a completely different top three, even though we got the same because my number two is chaos AD. Okay. And I will say for a moment there during the week, my top two swapped. Yeah. Because I initially had chaos AD as number one. Uh, And I'm gonna get into why it's such a great album. So Refuse Resist, sick song, great groove, anthemic groove metal song. Holy shit. Yeah like that this song just gets the place jumping, you know? Um Territory. Fun story about Territory. When I first got a drum kit for Christmas when I was like 15, my family had no idea. I had been playing the drum kit at school on yeah. um, you know my my breaks at school as much as I had been. So when I busted this out within a few hours of owning a kit, they were fucking <laughs> stunned. <laughs> like, yeah, like, they they even like they even got me a double pedal. And I remember just like going, and they were like, he's a natural. <laughs> <laughs> If only I'd practiced my rudiments as much as I'd practiced uh, the opening of Territory. (laughs) But... uh, I mean,
0: (laughs) drum-wise, the opening to Territory to me is up there with Hot for Teacher as, like, the coolest, like, drum intros in songs. Like, just where I just... It's just so... Like, you know what song is... There's no mistaking the beginning of Territory, you know?
1: Yeah. I've, I've oftentimes tried to learn the intro for "Hot for teacher and i just i i don't know if i've got the patience to figure out what's a kick drum and what's a tom <laughs> for that scenario. yeah it's yeah. all it's all like a big it's all moving yeah. too quickly well that's the thing of like you know all the tutorials and stuff that try to show me what's happening they don't have a gong drum they don't have like a a, a mounted um kick drum to replicate that so i just hear this Confusing thing of the toms happening when they're they're not supposed to be there, and I just think, what the fuck is this intro? I'll just kind of like I'll just do triplets until the cymbals come in. Fuck it. <laughs>
0: has, has has Alex never like shown on a video how he played
1: it, or like there's there did, he's got to do that at some point. I'm I'm sure he has, but it's just such a fucking like it, it goes on for a long ass time too. Yeah. before he just picks a steady beat to go off of. So I just kind of like just swing the kicks and throw in the odd Tom every now and again. That would be an interesting uh,
0: ranking, the the best drum intros to songs ever. Two two of them we just talked about.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, just going back to territory, man. I mean, this is... It's one of those songs that has so many different parts and every single part kills. Yeah, Like there's not a, there's not a weak moment on here. and I, I, I especially love that. That fill into that riff. Yeah. And it, 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 again, as I've said before, Max's voice. How, how does a human make that noise? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, slave new world, man, three bangers in a row. Holy mm-hmm. shit. Uh, Amen. Just grinding heaviness. Oh yeah. And it kind of it just reminds it kind of reminds me of what Fear Factory would do on Demanufacture with songs like Body Hammer and that sort of thing. Love that sort of riff. Um, uh, Chaos is this like native tribal jam sort of thing, Mm -hmm. and you know you can hear them beginning to incorporate these Brazilian indigenous things into their music but it hasn't become the whole vibe yet you yeah. know um, there's still there's still thrashy moments there's groove moments if you want variety this is the album and this is why it was at the top I've, I've always really liked
0: something. in chaos cuz when i was you know when this album came out i listened to it a lot and i've listened to it a lot in headphones and however that song yeah. was recorded with you know the microphones and the mixing and everything it always yeah. it sounds like you're sitting outside with them,
1: yeah. And I've I, always isn't loved that like how seagulls how they, as well. What? Like you can hear seagulls in it as well. Yeah, it's you can like hear birds a, and, 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 and other
0: shit. But like, I just for some reason, however, it's it, it's you know it's recorded and mixed. It just always feels yeah. like you're just sitting there with them, and I've always really liked the way that sounded.
1: It's so cool, like after four ridiculously heavy songs as well to have that. Yeah, and then go into propaganda, dude. Like. Oh my God. Like this song, especially that breakdown, that is just the sound of bones being smashed, which the, that is just
0: the way that that song begins. That's a really great example of stuff that Sepultura did that a lot of other bands didn't do that. I love is that, and that's as is, is Andreas would do those <coughs> discordant things because yeah. uh, other bands yeah. that weren't metal would fuck around with discordant, you know, leads and, and, and melodies and stuff but there's not a lot of metal bands, especially at that point that did that, you know? And, yeah. and I feel like that was all Andreas kisser. Cause it always seemed to be him that was playing those parts. The, and so I, I love that they incorporated. I've said it a million times. You throw in cool noises. <laughs> I'm just like, cool noises yeah. always go a long way for
1: me. And then like, a- after all of that, you get biotech Godzilla, which is like hardcore crossover thrash. Yeah. Um, nomad is is groove metal done right Mm -hmm. we who are not as others is uh getting quite cerebral yeah um manifest has some real sabbathy grooves in it dude
0: i love that song but there's it's cool because it's like nothing else that they had done so there's a lot of songs on this album that are like nothing they had ever done but just the fucking riff after the Bobby when that kicks in i'm all i get yeah. chills every fucking time i'm like that is so fucking good
1: it's just it's just yeah. awesome and then you know something really interesting to me is the song the hunt which is it's like an alternative rock song through a metal lens yeah like how it's how it's played it's it's almost like it's again it's another case of they've not done anything like that at well that no that's point. a
0: cover uh, song though you know that right I did not, and that's, I am I believe, myself
1: as uncultured.
0: I want to say that's a New Model Army song. I think that's the band. It's a. Uh, it's a. Maybe it's not New Model Army. I don't really know, but that's that's actually a cover song, which um, makes sense. Which is, but still, its inclusion on the album just it, it adds to that sort of we're not following the rules of how things are done yeah. because um, and. And they're one of those bands around that time that were kind of like, you know, Metallica and other bands that would do covers and make them yeah. their own to the point
1: where I don't even want to hear the original version of this song. I want to hear <laughs> Sepultura's version. Man, it's finally closing out with Clenched Fist. Yeah. Dissonant, wild closer. So this album fucking rules and it's stood the test of time. I mean, it turns 30 next year and you can still oh, yeah. hear the hear the influences of this album to this day also
0: it's a perfect example of of how shit from the early 90s has aged remarkably well where you put this up against anything today and it blows it away so
1: Mm -hmm. yeah with you with you all the way so yeah that is my number two
0: cool you were right completely different top three my number two is beneath (laughs) the remains from 1989 Um, Beneath The Remains, I I kind of already did my review of this with the last one, talking about the differences between Arise and Beneath The Remains. But Beneath The Remains is them perfecting their thrash sound. It's fast as fuck. Scott Burns producing. Scott Burns also did Arise. But I love the Scott Burns production sound of of that time, late 80s, early 90s. Love it. I fucking love it. Mm. Um, It's a vast improvement. From schizophrenia, if you guys remember, schizophrenia was in the last episode in my lower half. Um, I, I like that album a lot, but the Sepultura style is fully formed on Beneath the Remains, whereas yeah. the fir- the first major ingredients of what would continue with Sepultura start here, um, which you know they've they've always they've always kept a little bit of except for maybe roots. Um, a little bit of the thrash every once in a while and sometimes to varying degrees on later stuff. But um, the kind of riffs that they wrote at this point, like they just, the Sepulture sound is here. Um, this, to me, this is one of the best thrash metal albums of the 80s. Um, if you make a top 10, this has got to be in there. Um, it's, yeah. it's fantastic. Um, absolute classics. Chock full of killer riffs and killer songs. It's literally an all killer, no filler album to me. Like it's just but you but you're right it is like an intense you know once you're out of it you're just like man that was a that was a trip right <laughs> that there that was a hell ride yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and i just i it had to go at, at number 2 because it's just for this particular sepultura sound i don't i think that this is they perfected it here um whereas arise almost to me feels like it's a, it's an amazing album but part of parts of it feel transitional and um and yeah, it's just I think I think you're, we're getting to the point now where like you know I listen to in order. You know, beneath the remains ends, arise starts, and I'm like, fuck yeah! But in the, in the second half of arise, I'm already like, when are we getting to fucking Ksad? <laughs> because because uh, <laughs> that shit's coming uh, for me as well. Because that's that obviously that's my number one. But first, we got to get to uh, your number one which we which which that's this it's perfect because we're we're kind of in the same zone here um early cool. 90s sepultura ended up being the number one
1: um for mm. uh, for each of us really so uh let's do it cool uh so my number one is arise from 1991 mm-hmm. uh one of the last you know, big albums of the thrash era. I would, I would say, you know, be it being ninety one. Yeah, uh, yeah. And of proper totally, thrash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And holy shit, this is one of the albums I think of when I think like ridiculously fast thrash. Mm-hmm. Um, even though there's a lot of different stuff on it, you know, arise itself the the song. It is like one of those that when i listen to it i'm like fuck how like yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that that riff i've tried to i mean you know i'm i'm not really a, a lead player when it comes to guitar but I, I can play pretty decent you know rhythm guitar especially yeah. for like metal but fuck dude like the control you need to keep that riff tight yeah is insane like without it sounding flubby or muddy or missing any notes, like oh, it's so good. And then immediately following it up with Dead Embryonic Cells. Now, here's the thing it's funny that we did Public Enemy last time because this song appears in GTA 4. Hey, the lost, and here's the thing. It's in the Lost and Damned um expansion game that they added onto it where you play as a guy from like a biker gang. Yeah. But they they changed the hardcore station. So the the station that would play hardcore crossover thrash and that sort of thing, because it it's loosely based on New York, Liberty City. So yeah. there's a hardcore station. In the like add-on where you played as a biker there's a death metal station in its place and it's hosted by Max Cavalera himself. Oh wow. Playing himself. And he, it was, I think it's called like the blood fire war hate death metal show. And it's like, <laughs> so sort of, It it's really funny and self-aware, but dead embryonic cells is on it. Yeah, And that was the first time I heard dead embryonic cells and like, that oh, yeah. that bit in there is like I'm gesturing to do the chef's kiss without it becoming obnoxious, but holy fuck, <laughs> <God>. <laughs> yeah, like and then like you say, you get desperate cry. Like the groove in this is nasty. Yeah, you know, with a G and two R's because I needed a new word for how killer this is. Murder is as frenzied and heavy as the title suggests. Subtraction, I love when they hit you with a burst of skank beats and follow it up with the same kind of riff but halftime. Like again, that tempo variation is a hallmark of Sepultura's thrash stuff. Yeah, and ah, altered state. I feel like I'm in a fucking action movie set in the jungle to this song. Like when it opens up. You know, I feel like I'm in some sort of boat on the Amazon, waiting to get ambushed. Um, fucking uh, under siege. Uh, Regnum I I Ray. I hope I said that right. Uh, the huge reverb on that China symbol is a yes from me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> meaningless movements is groove thrash goodness and infected voice. One last flurry of fuck yeah-ness, even if they are kind of plagiarizing themselves. <laughs> um, I, to to be honest i kind of like i picked arise for the top spot because it kind of has a, in in the way chaos ad has a little bit of everything mm-hmm. arise leans into the thrash a little bit more yeah and i've really come to love their thrash stuff but it still has the variety there as well so yeah. that's what kind of tipped the balance in the end for me but these top 3 i'll I'll extend it to the top 4 as well but the the top 3 holy shit yeah they were on good shit (laughs) like (laughs) yeah
0: yeah no there's there's no denying that those three you know especially beneath the rise and chaos are three absolute classics um and um so yeah brings me to my number one which obviously is chaos ad from uh 1993 this is, a, on the streets. this is a Sorry. really great example of an album that is very important to me on a personal level. But when I take a step back and listen to all of the things that happen on it, I go, this is this is also very good. Like, like, yeah, arguably like I don't I don't. It doesn't matter that they moved away from thrash with this um, because the quality of what it is is ridiculous. The the build up to this yeah. album. So when this when the, when this album came out, there was a build up for me as a fan. I was already a fan and I remember they did um I think it was on it was an episode of Headbangers Ball. It may have been two different episodes, but they did these things where they did, "Oh, well now we're going to check in with Sepultura at the studio." And I remember they played a clip of two songs you heard a little bit of amen the and i was just like oh uh. fuck and then you heard a little bit of biotech is godzilla both of those things i was just like this is going to be the fucking best album i've ever heard and honestly at the <laughs> time it was it came out and um i remember that i had <laughs> i had friends uh that uh had more money than me they were metalheads that had, you know, one, one, my, one of my friends in particular was the guy that um, when an album came out, he already had it the day it came out. I Me, sometimes it took me a week or two or more to go get it. But I remember my my friend had it, you know, bought it the day it came out, which back in the day, that was two, every Tuesday is when new albums came yeah. out. He came to school Wednesday with it and was playing it. We had we had a drama class. I was in drama. Um <laughs> And we we had a little stereo and the teacher let us put on music sometimes and we just like sat there around. I, we were all in a little semicircle around the speakers. Nice. Just like, fucking A, man. Like, it, and <laughs> I still get that, get the same sort of vibes from it because this, this album, once again, just like with the one-two punch from Mariahs, like this one with Refuse, Resist into Territory is r- ridiculous. Like, Territory is an amazing song and um i just love the fact that this is a a progression but also i don't know what it is they they they, like i said before they, they they didn't give a fuck they leaned on whichever style that they were feeling and that's that's i think that's amazing but with chaos ad the number one reason why i'm like It has to be number one is because quality of the album, absolutely great. I wouldn't change anything about it. It's amazing. It's a classic. But all of the Sepultura that's happened after that, like this is where the big chunk of that sound starts. Like they had a little bit, they, 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 you know, the thrashiness that's got that thrash Sepultura sound. But I, but I think more so what they've continued to do relies on KSAD. Like that's yeah. So you're talking about a band that continued to put out stuff for another twenty five, whatever years, six to seven years. Mm. It's been a, it's been a while. It all it all the bulk of that it comes from this. This is the seed. This is the, you know, the beginning yeah. of it all. And so, when you're talking about a band like that, when you're really taking into account everything they did from Morbid Visions all the way to Quadra. Chaos AD I think has the most resonance as an album that as a band you still hear little bits of oh that's that's when they fully I guess became sepultura was Chaos AD and um also I have to say that this album sounds amazing once again um th- instead of you know this one's Andy Wallace which Andy Wallace is he was a major label. He he did all sorts of major releases. I think his the big claim to fame before this was, he mixed, uh, Nevermind, by Nirvana. Mm. He was the, he was the he wasn't the engineer, but he was the guy that mixed it. Um, but I just love the fact that they've like they they they, turn the groove aspect up. There's some punky elements in this album all sorts of songs that were nothing like they had done before. Whereas Arise had like parts that sounded different than what they were doing before. You take songs like Kiowas, uh, we who are not as others and manifest totally different from anything they'd ever done before. And just the fact that they were taking chances with even just the idea of what a song is, because we who are not as others, that's the only thing that's said in the song. And it's like a, you know, it's got, it's a little journey that it takes you on, but there's no verse, chorus, first chorus manifest, no verses or choruses at all. It's speaking. And then, you know, uh, it's, but, and it's a fucking amazing song. And of course, Kyla's acoustic, all of a sudden a full on just acoustic and, and percussion and everything like it's, it's, it's just so fucking good to me. This is a masterpiece, but hmm. I would say that the reason why this is so great to me is because it's a masterpiece of just you just metal. Like you don't yeah. need to connect this to anything else. There are albums that's like this album is is classic and and one of the best death metal albums. This is one of the best thrash metal albums. This is one of the best groove metal albums. Ksad to me is like just you can't assign any other thing to it. It is just a Mm. classic metal album, not classic metal. See what I'm saying? Like no, no terms really necessarily fit with this album. Um, And then Roots would be kind of like that too. But I think that has a little, that has some little flaws. But KSAD to me has absolutely no flaws. And it's still as thrilling as ever every time I listen to it. And just the way the album plays out with all of the elements they decided to put into this album and didn't give a fuck. More bands should think like Sepultura did at that point. I wish that they did like, and and not only that, like this was a, this was around the time that you could still have a career and make money being in a band. So there was a lot more at stake than just like, Oh, we, you know, we're a band that doesn't make any money. What if this album also doesn't make any money? (laughs) It's like, but they still (laughs) just went with their gut and did what they wanted to do and didn't just do the same shit over and over again. And I I I I know that like I've beaten this this uh, topic to death, but like so many bands are just fine with doing the same old thing, and nobody takes any chances anymore. Um, mm. and and it's yeah, it's it's sad to me, but that's you know that's my old man brain being like things were better back in the day, uh, but they were <laughs> musically speaking, they were better. Um, especially in the early 90s. Um, even in even the late 80s, I'll throw that in there too. But Chaos AD is just the ultimate expression of this band, a badass band doing whatever the fuck they want and making the most successful album of their career on top of it. So um, it's great. Chaos AD is amazing. Um, it's my number one. We uh, That brings us to the conclusion of Sepultura. Three, two, one.
1: Yeah. Yeah! We did. It. Hey.
0: we're always we're always on the on the on the youtube video we're always a bit off but you know you get the idea
1: hey, um it sounded great from where i sat i know i know
0: it's uh it's a. Uh, if only everybody could watch it from your perspective but um that's a gift for me yeah anyway um so yeah, that's it. That's our Sepultura album ranking. We like I, obviously we just did full length, so we didn't talk about B Devastation, but you know, I feel like that can be easily kind of put in with with Morbid Visions and was, <laughs> eventually. <Yeah. laughs> but um, but yeah, that's it. You know, Sepultura is an amazing band. St- still is. I'm say still is. They've they've they you know, they 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 they've won me back. You know, it's doesn't have the same feeling to me as the as the original stuff, but they're a band that I I care a lot about what they're doing, and um, that says something, because there's a when it comes to classic bands, there's really only a you know maybe a dozen that I can think of that. you know, when they put something out, I'm like, oh, I wonder, I wonder what this is going to be. Other bands, even though I like them, I go, I kind of have an idea what they're going to do. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. But uh, <laughs> Sepultura
0: are not that band, and um, they really, they really never have been. That you aside from that little chunk of time that we talk about where they got a little too samey with shit, um, mm-hmm. they are. You know, there's a reason why they're one of the most popular metal bands in the world. Um, and yeah. And yeah, so that's that's it. And then um, I don't know if this video is going to blow up just like the other one did, but if it does, thank you for watching. Um Put comments down below if you've made it this far. Peanut butter platypus to all of you. Um, Peanut butter platypus. That made it this far. And um next episode is going to be fun, but a little different. Yeah. Um, and, uh but yeah, that's real. I mean, that's where we, I think we broke two hours on this episode, so maybe we can... uh um, we did. Well, o- almost. So, uh, but we had a lot to say with Sepultura. They're, they're a band that, that you, they're, you, you can't just sum it up real quickly because there's a lot to talk about. Um, but So much. Yeah, but we thank you for being here uh, with us as always. Um, Eddie, do you have any uh, closing remarks?
1: <sighs> Damn, dude. It's good discography. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm glad we finally got around to them. Um, there's, there's plenty, there's plenty of other bands that, 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 uh, are past due and we'll get to them eventually. Um, but that's why that, you know, that's what you can be, you can rest assured that your, your buddies old head and Eddie sparks are going to be here for a little while doing these, um, rankings old head and Eddie. Oh yeah. Old head and Eddie, but we'll put it in the Ed Ed and Eddie font.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. I don't, I don't, I've never even seen that
0: show. I just know it's a show.
1: It's a good show it's 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 one of one of one of my generations claims to greatness
0: or there's or there's like who, who was it that said um i wonder if it was Al- alasdair williams that said um old head and young ed um <laughs> yeah which i which are kind of like balls. that too yeah your young balls we, that's a really good one we, too yeah. all right anyway before <laughs> we go go back into that that territory um oh wrapping it up territory that yeah, that was see what i did there with territory anyway Simple term, Very nice. So. All right, that's it. Um, thank you very much for listening or watching, depending on what you're doing. We appreciate it. We'll see you next time. And as usual, I'm going to throw it over to Eddie Sparks to take. Well, oh, that was a, that was a big old squeak right there. <laughs> um,
1: throwing it over to Eddie Sparks to take us out. Later, dude. Later. This I was doing a Chaos AD kind of thing. I, th- I thought it would work. I I got you. Okay. Yeah. I, not my best work. It's it's not <laughs> as good as it's, it's not as good as the last one where I did, dude. Later, dude. That's uh, true. They can't, they all, can't all, be all be zingers. Oh, <laughs> dude. That's a good ending. <laughs> good. Yeah, you're right. That's good. Bye. Yeah, later.